Hello, Scott. Good afternoon. So last time we spent a bit of time talking about fear as an important factor in why our conversations aren't more real or genuine. But today I want to talk a little bit about another force and one that probably combines with fear in interesting ways, a force that repels us from engaging genuinely with, with other people. And that force is inertia. Our listeners might recall from their high school physics lessons that inertia is resistance exerted by any object to a change in its motion. So bodies that are in motion want to stay in motion and bodies that are sitting still want to stay still. And I know that my body is particularly prone to inertia, whether it's um, <laughs> exercise or if it's big changes in my life. I'm really susceptible to this law of physics. So I want to ask you today if you can talk a little bit about how you've seen this force act on you or people in your life. Yes, definitely. For me, I would do some self-disclosure like you just did and uh, say that definitely inertia is a force to contend with, whether it's physical or emotional or mental. We seem to, all of us, have a tendency once we're still to want to stay still as long as possible. <laughs> so it does require a force of will does require some things to move us beyond that and doing something we know we should be doing in a way that will serve us in the future, but that may make us a bit uncomfortable right now. So with genuine conversations, for sure, the first reaction most of us have when we encounter some, I wouldn't say always negative, but something that jars our senses, our system, everything, we're going, mm, I didn't like that too much, but... Our reaction is to say, well, let me think about it some more. Some people have short cues and will react right away. Others will say, hmm, let me think about that. Was that really what that person meant? Is that really what that person did? And what's the impact on me? So it takes a little while to actually make sense of it for some of us, mostly introverts, and then move on from there. But sometimes we shut that down the inertia factor you talked about. And no matter what the stimulus, no matter what's coming at us, we will stay still and not react. And I saw that yesterday in something that was quite scary on Facebook, actually, where there's this man who's quite drunk, who is sitting on a bench late, late, late at night, waiting at the subway station for the train. And he gets up and he and walks a little bit and topples off the platform. And you've got one person who tried to rob him, who was <laughs> trying to check his pockets for stuff before he did that, and then was, was uh, gone. All of this was captured on the security camera. And then you've got another person coming to take the train at that time. He sees the guy toppled, and he just turns around. I think there's something that goes on in us, like with the, we talk about the fight, flight, freeze reflex. And he just, like, it's not happening. I don't know what was going on with this passerby or the syndrome of I don't want to intervene, which we could go into a lot. But just to make a long story short, he didn't intervene. Somebody else was there, didn't intervene. And it's the guy who tried to rob him that actually rushed when the train stopped at the station to reach down, take the guy back up on the platform to avoid him being run over by the thing. So the other people didn't even ring the alarm, do anything to stop this human being from being run over. So that's how strong that 
reaction can be in all of us to say, I'm not going to do anything. I won't move. I'm frozen on the spot. I won't say anything. Even if I see someone being brutalized or being bullied, I've seen that with myself. Somebody close to me being disrespectful to their own spouse or anybody in front of me. And what it takes for me to move out of this inertia, move out of this protection mode and actually say, I don't think that was appropriate or I heard you say that and I don't agree. I don't like that. Uh, The tone you use, I received it this way. I don't know about you, the person who's being attacked (laughs) and intervene in some way, right? So it's deep, deep, reflexes that we have, probably protection reflexes from survival back in the cave days or whatever else, where make yourself small, don't say too much, (laughs) don't intervene, stay with the discomfort until it's actually coming at you that you won't react. So what this is about is really acknowledging the fact that this force of inertia is in our bodies, is in our minds, is is kind of something that many of us have been used to in our world. And to say, I know it's at work right now, but I will fight my way out of that and say something. Even if it's just to say, can we stop right here? Even if it's to say, can we start over again? (laughs) Rewind, please. (laughs) Or to say, I'm not receiving this well, and I need some time to think or I need to say to you that I'm embarrassed. You know, I'm feeling embarrassed by that comment you just made and trying to not say, well, that was totally inappropriate, (laughs) but to say how it landed on you. So I hear you say that, I'm embarrassed. I hear you say that, I'm angry. I hear you say that, I'm really puzzled and confused and So if we can stop it and say, this is what's going on for me, even if we don't have the rest of it, even if we don't have the whole genuine conversation uh, guide in front of us, at least we can say, stop it before we move on. Right. That's interesting. You think back to uh, what inertia is, this force that keeps us in motion or keeps us uh, sitting still. It takes energy to stop it, to, to stop a moving object, or it takes energy to get that object moving. And so sometimes the energy can come from outside of ourselves to knock us out of that rut. And other times mm-hmm. it comes from within. And I think that you begin to talk there a little bit about how it is that we can muster some of our own energy to disrupt that inertial state, that, that sitting stuck in a, in a well-worn rut or in a groove somewhere. Sometimes those grooves are good. We want to be in a groove and sometimes ruts are comfortable, but other times we need to take energy to encourage us to move out of that inertial state. So maybe you can talk a little bit more about how we can do that, some tips they can use to resist this force and take steps to having more genuine conversations with others. Mm -hmm. One of the forces I notice with my clients and myself as well is that when you've had enough. So it's this sense that there's an accumulation And unfortunately, we wait until it's really very much what's tipping the scales as opposed to intervene early. But there is a sense that when you're more in contact with who you are and you're more self-aware and you're doing your meditation, you're breathing, you're more in the moment and mindful, etc., you will notice your body react. And instead of shutting that down, 
to be able to then move with that. So that's one force within that can help you. The more you cultivate the self-awareness, the more you can say, no, stop this. Let's talk about this. I didn't know that would had an impact on you in this way. It's not my intention. Let's have the conversation. So there's the internal. The external, yes. Losing a job, changes in your relationships, things that happen that are difficult or very happy things that happen that will shift you from let's just continue with the status quo to something different, right? And to take a look at yourself and then see where you want to take it with your partner or your coworkers, your boss, etc. So the other element that I find often happens is when you realize that you're made up of many, many layers and that when something happens that touches some of the deeper layers, again, it's part of self-awareness, but it's also part of knowing that you have your behaviors, your cultural conditioning to behave a certain way. You've got your values that inform those behaviors. And if that, some of those key values are touched, ooh, need to do something about that. So it's also who you are and what you stand for, if you're clear about that. And that is in jeopardy. Oop, need to do something about that. So it's being conscious, but it's also realizing that if you let something go for a long time, that's attacking your values or is shaking up who you hold yourself to be or want to become, then you absolutely need to intervene for your own evolution, your own health and well-being. I think those are really important points, and it really does often come down to our our health and well-being. And I think we'll continue that thread when we come back next time and continue our conversation about how it is we're blocked from having genuine conversations and how we can have them. So from our conversation today, Scott, what is it that you would leave with our listeners that you think would resonate most with them and, and what's in our guide? Well, I think the first point is really about awareness. I'm reminded of a a great Bruce Springsteen lyric who says that you can get used to pretty much anything. Sooner or later, it just becomes your life. Mm -hmm. Becoming aware of that fact that we can get used to just about anything, even when it's not healthy for us or helpful for us, we can become more self-aware of that is the first step towards making some kind of important change. And conversation, as we talked about last time, is kind of the base of our humanity. And to initiate changes really takes conversations with the people in our lives. So I think those two things, becoming more self-aware about the patterns, the inertia that affects us, and the second one, recognizing that the change starts with genuine conversations, are I think are the things that we really need to keep in mind. Wonderful. Thank you very much for that summary. Okay. Until next time, then.